Let me ask you today, what are some things that you're coping with? What are some things that cause you great stress? What are those things in your life that causes you to have all kinds of anxieties? What are those things in your life that cause you to fear? What are those things in your life that distress you? And what are those things in your life that make you say, I just want to give up and quit? And what are those things in your life that cause you to wonder about your very existence? Regardless to whatever those things are, we need to know and understand that God is still in control. And we need to understand that there is nothing that you may be encountering in your life or there is nothing that you will encounter in your life that God cannot handle. We all are faced with difficulties and we all have challenges and issues. But I want to challenge you today to think along these lines. Equipped to stand. Equipped to stand. Ephesians 6 verse 10 says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. No matter what comes your way, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Listen, we're not going to avoid issues, problems. We're not going to avoid those difficult days in our lives. We're not going to avoid the times when things seem to be topsy-turvy, when our lives seem to be disheveled. Let me tell you, if you live on this earth, you're going to have some difficult days. You're going to have some problems. You're going to face some situations and some circumstances that you just don't know how you're going to come through them. Those things that do come our way, we still have to know and understand that God is still in control. He didn't tell us that everything would be good, but he promised us that everything would work out for our good. The good and the bad, regardless to what it is. In Jeremiah 29 and verse 11, God speaks to Israel through Jeremiah. He says, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you. Listen to this very carefully. He says, but I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. Just think on that a minute. He says, I know the thoughts I think toward you. And those thoughts are good thoughts. They're not evil thoughts. And 
if he know the plan that he has for your life, guess what? His plan for you is a good one. Despite what it may look like. Despite what you're going through. Despite the issues and the circumstances that come your way. Despite the times when life turns upside down. His promises to you are good ones. In my own experience here lately, got some challenges going on. But guess what? In the midst of it all, I still trust God because I believe that he is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that I can ask or think according to the power that worketh in me by Christ Jesus. In this book of Jeremiah, we find that Israel has been taken into Babylonian captivity. This captivity was a 70-year period. Can you imagine being in captivity for 70 years? I can't even fathom the idea of somebody locking me up for a day, let alone be put in captivity. Can you imagine what those women thought being trapped up in a house all those years? No way. But here Israel is. They're in captivity. And God sends them a message. He says, okay, I know you're in a strange land because they said, Lord, how can we sing a song in a strange land? But he says, listen, this is what I need you to do. I need you to treat that land as if it's your own. And I need you to build houses. And I need you to plant crops and eat the fruit thereof. And I need your sons and your daughters to marry. And I need their children to have children. And their children's children. Because in the end, when I deliver you out of their hands, guess what? You will have multiplied that many times over. My ways are not your ways. And neither are my thoughts, your thoughts. And I know sometimes it's hard for us to trust God. It's hard for us to believe that he has our best interest at heart. Because sometimes we want to say, well, I love God, but if God loves me, why would he let me go through this? Why would he let me have this problem? But we have to learn to trust God in the midst of all things. I can only imagine the distress that Job went through. I can only imagine his difficulty with his illness. And even in the midst of that, we find that Job's sons and daughters were killed. We find that his Wife was talking foolishness. She told him to curse God and die. And his friends laughed at him and scorned him. I can only imagine what Job is going through. How much can one person take? How much can one person endure? But Job didn't waver in his faith. He held strong to his faith. In the midst of everything that he was going through, he said, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Whew. 
What great faith. Can you say that? If the Lord swept through your place and just destroyed everything, can you say that? Can you endure that hardness as a good soldier? What great faith. We must be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Job was equipped to stand. Even in the midst of adversity, he was equipped to stand. So let me help you be equipped to stand. The scripture says, in order to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, that we may be able to stand regardless of the things that we go through. There are some things that we should do. Stand, therefore, having your loins your waist gird about with truth. Listen, you can't get delivered. You can't fix your problems. You can't see tomorrow living a lie. First, you got to be true to yourself. And you've got to come boldly before God and say, listen. I've got some issues going on. Some things are not working for me. I need some help. God isn't going to force himself on you. He just isn't going to do it. Girt your lawns with truth. And I'm not going to expound on every one of these because it'll take me too long. Have on the breastplate of righteousness. We've got to live right. Didn't say perfection because none of us are perfect. And none of us are going to be perfect. You can live from now till 562 and you still won't be perfect. Having your feet covered with peace. Listen, now is not the time for people to be at odds. We've got to live peaceably with all men. Hello. Put on the helmet. Take the shield of faith. Your faith is what's going to get you through the rough times. Your faith is what's going to see you through the difficulties. Put on the helmet of salvation. I don't care what anybody else says. You've got to be saved. The scripture says you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart the Lord Jesus, then thou shalt be saved. It isn't, it isn't rocket science. We need to have a born again experience with the Lord. And last, and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. I don't know about you, but in this end time, we need the word of God. We need to be in Bible study. We need to come to, to, to teaching class. We need to go to Sunday school. Whatever you call it, you need to be doing it. It takes all of that and then some. Because the land today is wicked. So three things about this armor, if you put it on, if you allow this armor to, to work in your life. One, it will protect you. This armor of God will protect you. It will keep you safe. 
It will keep you from hurt, from harm, from danger. It will show up in the nick of time when you need it to. It will protect you coming. It will protect you going. It will be there to support you through the difficult times. And it will be there when it just seems like everything is coming up against you. There's a scripture that says when the enemy comes in like a flood, when you're going through those difficult things and the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord will lift the standard against him. In other words, he'll intervene. He'll come to your rescue. The second thing is it is impenetrable. This armor, when you get this armor on, there is nothing that will come along that, you, that this armor will not protect you from. It will, it will, every dart that is thrown at you, the dart of hate, the dart of, of poverty, the dart of sickness, the dart of, of, of mental illness, whatever the darts are that come your way, listen, that shield of faith will raise itself up and it'll protect you. Every aspect of that armor activates itself. It's almost like, uh, what do y'all call those things? Transformers. When you need it, that natural man of you succumbs to that spirit man in you. And that spirit man just builds this fortification so that nothing can come nigh you. Nothing can harm you. It will cause those things to go unpenetrated. And then the last point is, it's the armor we need to engage in spiritual warfare. Now, I don't, I don't deal in politics. And I rarely say anything in a sermon about politics. So today I'm not going to say it either. I have the most difficult time writing out sermons because I'm just so used to just freestyling and allowing the Lord to just speak to me as I work the room. I not only do this when I preach on Sundays. Hey, guy. <laughs> I not only do this on Sundays when I preach, but even when I go and speak before the Senate and the Congress like I did last year at an Ed Red meeting, I walk the aisles. I freelance. I freestyle because that's what I'm used to doing. And for whatever reason, everything just seems to come together. But I want you to understand that today we're not engaged in a warfare with one another. We're not engaged in a warfare of black and white, rich, poor. We're not engaged in a warfare of Republicans and Democrats and independents and all that other stuff. But we're engaged in a warfare that transcends any of those different categories that I just mentioned. We're engaged in a warfare that is spiritual in nature. 
And what do I mean by spiritual in nature? I mean that though these things, this warfare is when the enemy, the devil, and we don't want to talk about the devil, but you know what? Guess what? He is who he is. And he works on the psyche of the mind. People are wondering how can they stop the killing in Chicago? Well, get rid of the devil. All those churches in Chicago, you think they'd all be out there just having all kinds of prayer meeting and church services? Because when God shows up, the devil has to run. And when you put on the whole armor of God, guess what? You have what you need to withstand the devil. The evilness that he brings. He works on the mind. And if he can get in your mind and get you to start thinking evil stuff and doing evil stuff, he will. The days are evil. But you, if you put on the whole armor of God, will be equipped to stand. And having done all to stand, stand. Don't you dare give up. Don't you dare give in. Stand. It doesn't matter what is the situation may be. Stand. It does not matter what comes your way. Stand. Because your foundation is sure. If you love and trust Jesus, your foundation is sure. You're standing on a solid rock. Let's stop singing and teaching and preaching these things if we're not going to believe them. You stand. Because Jesus is your foundation. And there is nothing that comes along to knock you off of that foundation. Like the old saying, weebles wobble, but what? You might wobble when the winds blow. You might wobble when the, world, when the water becomes tumultuous. You might wobble when the thunder roars. And you might wobble when the lightning flashes. But guess what? Because of the foundation that you stand on, and because you have on the armor of God and you have the shield of faith in your hand, you can stand. God bless you.